Welcome to the 341st consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who really loved to say consecutive a lot more than he liked to say the word release. And joining me in that love of the word release is my co-host, Matt. You know, uh, when you blow out your O-ring by doing that long hello, I like to watch from a two-way mirror. <laughs> I get into it. I guess it's, I guess I make it sound like it's more strenuous and painful for me than it actually is. I don't know. I think so. It's like any kind of singer, probably like a lot of singers don't seem fucking too bothered by, you know, their life of screaming, especially death metal singers. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, mostly if I'm not taking hits, my lung power is a lot stronger. Uh, I've noticed I can yeah. actually go uh, even longer. So, you know, surprising. You're not filling up your lungs with uh, vapor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a uh, vaporized oil that contains a substance that will inebriate me ever so slightly that's not exactly THC but it's kind of THC <laughs> it'll make life worth living yeah farm bill legal <laughs> that's all that matters to me uh, damn right no matter what the republicans try to do <laughs> Let's not even get into that. Fuck that. Bricks. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But no, we, we we got a bit of a voyeur movie today. Yeah, this it touches on a cut on a it touches on a subset of culture of uh, husbands who like to watch their wives get down. Yeah, it's a couple or wives who like their any couple anybody watching like to watch their significant other getting down with yeah. other people. This seems to be that the only it's not on the up and up. Yeah, the the gentleman in this case seems to be that this is the only joy that he can actually get, and what. The actual film it is, and we'll we'll get yeah. into it once we get in there. Is was it? Um, what was your title? I, I it's been under a couple of different titles, but what was the title? That uh, you the watched scandalous Emmanuel. Scandalous Emmanuel. Emmanuel is not in this. No, pure Laura and Gemsner is, but she is not Emmanuel. There is no Emmanuel person in this, and Laura Gemsner is barely in this. Barely in it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; she still has some hot parts though, so that, that's okay. But yeah. yeah, she is barely in this. Yeah, it's still passable for sure. Um, I would definitely yeah. state that this is. Pr- Probably not the fuck film you're going to want to jump for if you are just looking for just straight no. sex jump film. There's a lot of great sex scenes in it, don't get me wrong, but this is a drama. This is yeah, there's, very there's much... better films to... I'll say this, the better acted of a lot of the movies uh, that we've done. Yeah, that's definitely fair, for sure. I'm not saying that's a high bar to clear, but I'm just saying it's probably one of the better acted ones. <laughs> yeah, this is the shocking thing for me. It's not uh, really dubbed. Yeah. I mean, it's dubbed because all Italian film is dubbed, no. but a lot of the characters are saying the English language on screen and the lips match up like you would yeah. with a Dario Argento yeah. dubbed Italian film. Uh, it's produced well. It's shot well. Uh, the biggest issue is the anachronisms of the time place that that's supposed to take place in. The clothes don't match up to the uh, cars. The cars don't match up to the houses. The other equipment that's yeah. around the houses don't match up to the cars or the homes. And everything is just sort of like this own real surrealistic world where it's sort of supposed to be the repressed time of the 1930s but they have technology way beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it appears. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard like knowledge of what's actually going on. So, uh, or what time frame? it's confused about what time frame it wants to be in. And because that's the case on the pirate radio edit this week, I just went and picked songs that match the theme, but also feel sort of could be from that era. Maybe, uh, there's two instrumental songs that I picked out that very specifically could fit in as theme music sort of in the background for some of the illicit sexual activity 
activities that we're about to watch and some of the seedy underbelly that they're supposed to peel back. And then the other two songs that I picked for the Pirate Radio edit this week, the one that's coming up right now, and then the final song that's going to wrap it up. Those are songs that are sort of the, they're from the compilation of Born Bad, which I believe is a internet compilation of just various songs um, that I got my hands on. Yeah. They're both songs that are kind of talking about the desire and the burning of like sexual desires and how that can really be kind of dark and still has that seedy underbelly. The first of which is the song Fire of Love performed by Jody Reynolds, which will be on the Pirate Radio edit right after this. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. fits to the plot line of the movie a lot more than I thought it would so that's pretty awesome yeah really quite nice (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's see what's going on with this whole uh, scandalous movie that's not really Emmanuel scandalous movie scandalous Emmanuel the first 20 minutes we start a man comes home to his wife and fuck it that's our first clip that's fair it's dialogue oh hello Donnie I thought you never get home you're alright I'm so tired I had a hell of a day. I was the new surgeon. The new surgeon? <laughs> He's more like a butcher. <laughs> All these young medics seems to have something wrong with that. Well, don't misunderstand me. It is not that they are young. They are simply unprepared. When they get here, they barely know how to handle the scalp. So, what did you do today? A lot of things. Uh, I play tennis. I had a swim too. I almost forgot, Josephine and I, 
Meditate to play tune. <laughs> Great. But they warn you, this time you are not going to beat me. You always say that. We never get on top. I wouldn't be so sure about that if I were you. All right. Later on, then, homie peeps on his wife as uh, she's cleaning herself. Uh, then they bone, and uh, she doesn't seem really into it as they're having sex. Like, you know, she loves him, but she doesn't seem into it. And in fact, he doesn't seem all that into it as he keeps his pajama bottoms on while he's doing it. That's a little weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is very mechanical, very uncomfortable sex between these two. And it's also stuff that they're very clearly not really into each other. Yeah, they romantically love each other, it seems. But uh, the um, physical stuff is quite there for her. I think it's there for him. He's just is maybe bottled up a bit and you'll see why it's there for him. Uh, later on, some dude whose life the husband saved because he's a doctor. He's coming over. Uh, he's going to be coming over. Uh, and uh, he gets there and they eat lunch and it's our next clip. That's fair. It's dialogue. It's dialogue. Come on, man. would certainly be dead if it hadn't been for your husband. <sighs> Nonsense. What saved you was your amazing character. To see you now... Nobody would believe you were at death doors such a short time ago. Mm -hmm. I guess the reason I'm here is to lay the ghost of that memory. Andrea was telling me he moved here to our little town. Ah. And uh, what is your occupation now? Fashion. I work for a dress shop. Fascinating. I'm sure Christina would love it. I would, if Andrea could help me. Oh, I couldn't refuse you anything. I'm so in debt to your husband. That's enough with these compliments. I would rather think of you as a friend than uh, as a patient. Unfortunately, I have to go back to the clinic now. We could continue our conversation, uh, let's say, Sunday afternoon at the club. Huh? What do you think, Steve? Okay with me, if it's okay with Andrea. Oh, yes, fine with me. Don't Please, you, don't go. Don't you even have time for your coffee? <laughs> I will have one at the clinic. I have a patient waiting for me. Excuse me for a second. Is there any champagne? Yes, sir. Good. Serve it cold. Yes, sir. Diego is always so busy. He often leaves you alone, does he? No. Um, I'm very busy, too. Perfect. Leave us. Yes, Dina. Go ahead. I like to celebrate important meetings in the right way. Are you always so overbearing? No. Only when I think it worthwhile. Then let's drink to the occasion. No, not to the occasion. To your beauty. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to get a little rest. As you wish. We'll expect you at the club, my husband and I, on Sunday. Goodbye till then, Christina. All right. Well, because from that, she goes to seem to make a phone call, but she hangs up. She's kind of thinking about stuff because she doesn't really maybe want to make that call. And then we cut to her and Laura. They must be at the club because they're all going to be at the club later. The club. And she and Laura in the showers getting dressed. And Laura kind of comments. He kisses her a little bit and how much she cares for her. And she's like, hey, I'm married. You can't do that. And then they talk about this new guy and how she kind of finds him attractive. The 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 wife does. Laura seems to be uh, a strictly Mrs. Lady uh, in this movie. Yeah. One of the progressive things about this film that I really like is they are a racially cool group yeah. and also racially a co sexually uh, oriented cool group. They don't care about what yeah, anybody's into well, as long as they're okay with it. Lauren has a girlfriend or, or could even be a wife really what she ever considered, but a partner, a female partner. That's a serious partner. Yeah, and it tends to be high society is this way anyway because it's all about the money and it's not about who you're fucking or what you look like as long as you have yeah. the same amount of dough as the other people that are your peers. It, yeah, as, as long as you've got enough zeros to be in that club, they don't really care yeah. most of the time. Yeah, that's why someone like Ellen DeGeneres will always fucking pass. Yeah, uh, so then at the uh, when everyone's kind of at the club, hey, 
hanging out. The husband has to go to the clinic. The new dude will make sure the wife gets home all right. Well, Laura Jevzer's girlfriend or partner joins the two men. And as the husband leaves, her, she like gets this ice cream and like starts dripping it on her face, licking her lips while staring at this new guy. Well, the wife and Laura come up and that is our next clip. He had to rush off to the clinic. I'll take you home. Thank you. So we can go. Sure. Now listen here, you little slut. If I see you betting your eyes at another pair of pants, I'll scratch your eyes out. You belong to me. Don't be jealous, Joe. You know I don't like men. What a nice little car. Is it English? Yes, I like English cars. I prefer fast cars, but Diego is so careful. He hates people. Well, why don't we take advantage of the situation? It'll be our little secret. You mean this little car can move? Uh, you'd be surprised what this little car can do. <laughs> well, they drives her out to a field, feels her up a bit, goes down on her, and then they fuck, and that's how the first 20 minutes of the movie ends. Yeah, it's a solid 20 minutes. Uh, what this definitely has is the earmarks of the 90s erotic thrillers, quote-unquote, that you and I are both fans of. Um, yeah. This is a woman getting embroiled into a sort of almost blackmail plot it feels like at first or what have you but essentially what she is is a freshly married woman and a newlywed at that who is being coaxed into sexual congress with this gentleman because she is currently not being satisfied sexually by her husband and uh it's not for necessarily his lack of trying it just might be that maybe she loves the man and like you said she's not attracted to him but this guy who is apparently just everything that she's ever wanted in a dude just based basically gets extremely forward with her extremely fast and she doesn't even hesitate. She just basically like right into letting him do what he wants to do and then immediately regrets it afterwards. No, right. And and what I'm saying is uh, more than that, she might find her husband attractive. She's attracted to him and all that. Maybe he's just doesn't do in bed what she likes. And then she, or maybe he's too uptight and stuff like that. And this guy's a little bit more forward where maybe her husband's a little more passive. However you want to tell it, she loves her husband. She wants to be with him, but this guy also has a little something that uh, apparently uh, uh, tricks the trigger. Right. She gives into the temptation, and this 20-minute mark is a perfect demarcation in a plot line of when the person makes the choice that they go too far. She's been making yeah. eyes at the guy. She's been coyly, uh, somewhat flirty with the gentleman, even in front of her husband, and her husband seems to be either A, oblivious by it, or as we'll find out later on, kind of into it, because we already talked about what the main plot line is. Um, and it's not really that shocking of a reveal when it actually happens. You're like, of course. You just kind of figure it out before they reveal all the stuff for you. Yeah. But anyway, this guy seduces her. She lets her lust get the better of her. And now she is basically uh, infidelity, in- incarnate. And that's the point at which all erotic thrillers can either become really great for that person or really bad, depending upon the person they decide to have either extramarital affairs with or start an illicit affair with if they're both single. One or the other. Yeah. I mean, that's basically where we're at. But this is like, what, 1980-something. I think it's like 86 at the most, or 83, somewhere around there. It's like early 80s. It's several years before we would get a lot of those insane erotic thrillers in the 90s that you and I are actually really into. And it is definitely a prototype, so this is a little bit ahead of its time in that regard. But it's definitely trying to be a period piece drama at the same time. And I think that's where it kind of pulls away, but it also gives it this sort of unrealistic feel to it. So the dreamlike quality, it kind of sucks you in and you can really enjoy it. Um, the, yeah. the sex scenes are also very much that sort of soft focus, soft core style of porn mm-hmm. that you would come to expect. Yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, where and, you see a lot of things, but it, it the, the touching it stuff happens in a weird way. Right. But the other thing that's interesting about it, too, is there is also equal time for oral sex being performed on both men and women um, back and yeah. forth. Like, it does kind of happen. There's not really, really like a trade-off or anything like that. But uh, this isn't a male-centric film, even though everything that's going through what this, everything that this character of this female is about to go through in the rest of the story is very much for the male gaze, if you will. Like, it's for our support supposed to be in yeah. um anyone could actually kind of enjoy that's uh into watching this woman just explore her sexuality uh the idea that she's cheating on her brand new husband is definitely a hurdle you have to get over but every fucking erotic film throws that at you if you can't get over that hurdle you can't enjoy an erotic film because infidelity is a yeah. part of erotic films usually yeah <laughs> no that's that's a fact and yeah so if that's a trigger for you you know you should be watching erotic thriller or anything from the 90s so <laughs> Yeah, and unfortunately, infidelity is a thing that people do because people are awful, and we should just move on to the next 20. Totes. All right. Well, she gets home, and that is our next clip. That's fair. It's not often I have the pleasure of waiting for you to come home. I'm sorry. We stopped for a while to talk, and I didn't realize it was so late. Hey, not are you going to get a kiss tonight? Oh, did the operation go right? Yes, yes. Fortunately, it was not as serious as we thought it might have been. Diego. Yes. What about you and me taking a trip together? Actually, I've got to the clinic. My work. Oh, God, the clinic. You spend your own life in the clinic. If I ask you to leave it for a moment so we can be together, you look at me as if I'm crazy. Oh, believe me. I couldn't think of anything nicer. But uh, you must try to understand that. I have my responsibilities. I promise you, we will go away together. But not right now. Forgive me. The truth is that I need a bit rest. And I want to be with you. Yes. What you need now is a good night's rest. Okay. I'll go to bed. Fine. I stay here a little longer and then I join you. All right. Well, the next way, the wife is in her greenhouse working, and the new guy shows up. <laughs> More dialogue. It's another clip. Good morning, Andrea. My husband isn't here. I didn't come here to see Diego. I want to be alone. I'm not feeling my best this morning. You won't even notice I'm here. Let me share your paradise. Well, if you'll be quiet, you can stay. Must be great to grow up rich. Sometimes you're very mature. I'm just trying to imagine... What it's like to be a kid with all this. I lived in a big house like this when I was a child with a garden. But the only thing I felt was lonely. I remember that whenever I could, I ran up to the wall, climb up on the top and watch the children playing in the street. The first time I fell in love, it was like that. I saw him from the wall. It must have been awful. No, not really. It was my link with the world outside. He used to tell me stories about things he did. His adventures. And I told him about my French lessons, um, tennis and things like that. What happened in the end? We grew up. I grew up without walls, but I was happiest when I was far from home. There was a gang of us, always in trouble. We used to steal the washerwoman's clothes when she took a dip in the lake. <laughs> Then she'd chase us naked through the woods. 
All right. Uh, the husband watches as the dude and the wife get down in the greenhouse. Uh, the two then rejoin the husband. More dialogue. It's another clip. Good morning. Hello, darling. How do you like our garden? Fine. It's very nice. Uh, Andre, I came to see you. So he can stay here for lunch. I'd love to. But we are lunching at the club. Well, then he can come with us to the club. I don't see why not. All right. Excuse me for a second. I'll go and change. When do you think my wife should come down to the dress shop? Soon. Very, very soon. <laughs> Venice. Venice is a marvelous place for a honeymoon. Yes, it's a city of passion where you can't help being Carlos, don't be so indiscreet. You make me blush. <laughs> Come on, Maria. You're a big girl now, so you can forget the false modesty. Can't she, Andrea? Women always prefer to show only their modest side of them. Hmm. What do you have to say about that, Christina? Um, I think for a woman, modesty is a way of defending herself against her own instincts. The female of the species is like an iceberg with nine-tenths hidden beneath the surface. Christina, surely a woman's instinct is more moderate than that. After all, she is born to be a mother and to keep the home fires burning. Well, as Carl I didn't think you were so naive. Even if it is true that the man is the leader, the woman is uh, anything but the passive. Of course not, if she runs a bordello. <clears throat> My God, this is turning out to be a hornet nest. Why don't we let the newlyweds find out for themselves what marriage is all about? You are right. Let's toast their moment of love and happiness. And ours. Andrea, I wouldn't mind if I took advantage of your presence here for a second time. Don't yeah. tell me you have to leave already and you want Andrea to take me home again. It's a perfect opportunity for me to show you the dress shop, Christine. See? It's a neat solution. Yeah. <sighs> Carlotta, will you go to the blue room? Who's in there? Count Uberti? Yes, go. And keep him happy this time. Don't worry about that. Oh, ciao, Andrea. Ciao. Oh, so it's you. I haven't seen you in two days. You miss me? What a son of a bitch you are. Well, that new client has arrived. Huh. Perfect. I have the woman with me. Yes. Do you reserve the special room? Yes. Good. Come and meet her. <laughs> it's a great pleasure to have you here. I hope you'll find everything to your taste. I'm anxious to try on some of your clothes. Why don't you show the signora into the private lounge? Sure. I'll send in the latest models. Thank you. Oh, I'll take it too. Oh, yes, your size. It looks like a secret meeting place for lovers. Look, um, maybe you won't like this. I have something I must ask you. What? It means a lot to me, and more than that. It gives me a living. What are you trying to tell me? I'll be with you in a minute. Start undressing. 
So she undresses, and then the husband watches from a two-way mirror as the new dude comes in and joins the husband. The husband tells him, do not take advantage of her, treat her well, all that kind of stuff. Uh, then the new guy goes back in. She's a little bit bothered, but she gives in, and then this other man walks in, and she blows him while the husband watches. Uh, he finishes, and she's not particularly happy about that one because it looked like be a surprise. She then leaves the room, and she runs into the new dude, and that is our next clip. Well, how was it? You disgusting, Andrea. I never met anyone as perverse as you in my life. You used me like an object. But you liked it. The idea of giving yourself to a total stranger didn't bother you just now. Come on. Come on. We will have nothing to talk about in the future. Whatever you say. Hello, darling. Hello. What are you doing here? I had a sudden desire to be with you. <laughs> I think I'm patient to in the moment. I can wait until you're finished. Be a good girl. Now you go home and uh, call your friends. All right? Okay. And then, later on, the night of the hour. How do you like the surprise? Great. I'm so happy to see you again. So am I. Well, then let's have a drink. Everything is going well? Yes, it is. I've just got some new materials. Come down and take a look. And there, and there, you are a shameless tempter. Oh, by the way, I have uh, to make uh, several important telephone calls. Uh, will you excuse me? Yes. We have a conversation to finish, remember? Did we? I thought we said everything we have to say. Really? You're looking stupendous. Easy between us now. You'll be coming to the dress shop, won't you? Please, I couldn't stand it. Yes, you could. You could. You're gonna learn to love it. I'm so sorry I had to leave you two alone together for such a long time. But you know, it's almost impossible to get off the phone when they call the clinic. So I think she was doing the blowjob thing, obviously, but I don't think that she was expecting the guy to just complete and not give her any warning. And it looked like he just finished in her mouth. And then. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Right. And that obviously was very upsetting to her because she's probably that seems like that might have been the first time that's ever happened to her because it was it shook her quite a bit. It wasn't. And now it wasn't necessarily that she didn't necessarily want that to happen. It was just that she wasn't expecting it to. And there needs to be constant updates for that sort of thing. And if you definitely don't have permission and you don't have consent that's assault to just finish listen no matter what's if you happening. don't if you're not with a partner for a long time you don't know what's going on and you don't give them the proper warning that's fucked up it's assault you gotta at least say is. hey i'm getting ready i'm getting ready it's getting ready to go and yeah. then they know they they have that information and they know what to do with it yeah just because someone is performing oral sex on you does not mean that you get to nut in their mouth that's not how no. that works when you have a penis no. that's not how that that's works right. you have to have consent for both of those acts first of all they I, have to yeah. be willingly participating in doing the BJ, which she was. Now, granted, sometimes self-control is a problem, but uh, you need to fucking warn somebody in advance. It ain't that hard. It's really not. Every every time I was ever lucky enough to have that done to me, um, and it was the first time with someone new, you always are able to like give them a tap and go, "Hey, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to," you know, it's it, it's getting really close, and, and that's all you got to do. And once you do that, they make the decision after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and everyone's happy. Yeah. And you're saying it a lot more um, nice 
nice than how it would often be phrased. Usually it's like, oh, oh shit, yeah. I'm going to come. Oh shit, I'm going to come. And then yeah, yeah, they I'm, make I'm, their you know, I'm, I'm being I'm being cheeky about it. So, right. Uh, but I mean, it, it's an easy way to say it, you know? Yeah. Uh, give them a nice little tap. Let them know. Right. Uh, I just and then, uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out that you need to have the permission. Yeah. And that is absolutely a thing that you need to do with consent. Otherwise, that is basically sexual assault. It is, you yeah. know, I mean, like it could be argued. I'm sure someone would try it. But without the permission, that is 100 percent sexual assault. Any sexual act of any sort without any prior consent or current enthusiastic consent while it's happening, that's obvious. You're not allowed to do it. So just keep in mind, get your permission first. And it's fucking hotter, too. Just tell the person what you yeah. want. See if they'll do it, because I'll tell you what, if they do, that's way fucking hotter than but just it's doing it. Way hot when you say, hey, listen, something's about to happen. And then they just keep going. That's pretty fucking. That's that's some next level stuff. <laughs> anyway, we just had to point that out. Um, the the deception that's going on here is very much an erotic thriller thing where uh, this is fucked if it's reality, but in an erotic thriller, we're going to let them go with this for now. We're just going to kind of have to let it go because otherwise you wouldn't have erotic thriller type things like this. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's how many years ago was this? So I'm just saying. Yeah, we can move on. I just want so, to. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. This is after after that, they the make home. out in the husband. Yeah. The husband watches and that's the end of that 20 minutes. All right. We kind of talked about what we were going to talk about around the 20 minutes for sure. Um, are we at the 40 minute mark now? Because this is the second 20. Yeah, that's 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here we are at the next turning point in the story in which she is now realizing that uh, she likes anonymous sex with a lot of different partners, but it was sprung on her in a way that she wasn't ready for. And the guy said that this is a way that he could make money for her. And she figures it out right away what it is. And uh, she basically yeah. does go along with it because the guy kind of coaxed her into it. Um, this is 100% him pimping her mm -hmm. out with control of the husband. She has no rights in this situation as far as what choices she's making other than to go along with some of this or not. Um, this deception is definitely well, fucked to do it. I mean, she has some agency. See, he, he, she has some agency. The new guy says, if you don't want to, you know, if you're uncomfortable, you just let me know. You, you don't have to do any of this. So she has agency in this. What she doesn't know is that her husband's okay with it. She thinks she's doing something behind her husband's back. Right. And it's even more manipulative as well. What I'm saying is both of these men are sort of manipulating her into a situation and then saying that she has agency and can make the decisions, but she's still making the decisions that they want her to make. Well, yeah, they, she is definitely making decisions. They're making the decisions they want her to make. Yeah. But and yes, she is not. She does not know that the husband enjoys watching her do this. So, yeah, not telling someone the whole of the truth and still manipulating them to do something is just as fucked as just straight out gaslighting them and lying about what's happening. It's pretty much the same stuff. Need to need to point that out. But again, it's an erotic thriller. I need to get off my fucking high horse about it because otherwise we wouldn't have erotic thrillers if people didn't do you, fucked you, up sexual you're stuff. Way up on the soapbox. It's yeah. a high ass soapbox. I'm going to drop that 20 minutes then and let's move on to the next. All right. The wife then goes back to this dress shop. The dress shop is what they call it and hooks up with another one of the uh, lady uh, workers. Uh, then, and the husband watches that that happens. New dude walks in and uh, she's loving all this stuff right now. Uh, when they leave, the the boss lady, the madam, she wants to talk to the new dude, uh, but he blows her off. Uh, the the wife wakes up at, like, she wakes up and she's like, hey, good morning, everyone. And everyone's like, actually, it's about noon. It's like, nice. She gets herself all dolled up and everything. And then she sits there and she's kind of lonely and bored. So she decides to leave the house. So obviously something, you know, went wrong there uh, where probably her husband's working. Uh, she heads to the shop and talks to the boss lady. And that is our next clip. I was passing this way. And I thought I'd drop in to say hello to Andrea. Andrea's not here at the moment. 
Now and then he has to take care of his many duties for us. May I be of service to you? Oh, no. It was nothing important. Oh, do stay. You'll be pleased with new clients. And I know you're going to find them most exciting. Well, I could wait. I'm glad. Your room is ready and waiting. No need to add that our clients are going to be overjoyed to find you here. Come. Make yourself at home, won't you? Some dress, kid? Hey. Oh, but you lost your tongue? New to the game. Skinny, but uh, pretty. No uh, strip. I haven't got all day. And play with yourself. You're too jealous. And that doesn't work in this business. Remember our pact. That applied to your signora. Aren't you jealous about her? You're losing your sense of proportion. That woman is a potential goldmine for both of us. She belongs to another world, and she needs careful handling. That must be why you think you can disappear for complete days and complete nights on end. She has a different mentality. It takes gentle persuasion to get her used to all this. Mm. You sound pretty sure, don't you? Mm-hmm. You have a surprise. There, take a look. What the hell do you think you're doing? You see, now that you've shown her the way to come, it's impossible for her not to. I wish I could get it into your skull. She's not like the others. That's what you think. She's a very good, capable actress. Anyone would think she was a lady unless they saw what she was doing. Well, it's none of your goddamn business. You get your percentage. I do what I like. That's right. I'm supposed to keep quiet and watch while this wanton hussy steals your affection. Make a note that you're in debt. And you owe me a lot, Andrea. Don't forget that I brought you in here and made you a partner, partner. Can't you understand? That woman is big business. And I don't intend to lose it because of your stupid jealousy. So don't you forget, you treat her like a lady. That's a warning. Ooh, a little green-eyed monster coming from a prostitute who loves another prostitute, and they're running a brothel. Yeah, and uh, throughout all this, he's like, she's uh, she did go to the, the dress shop, of course, and some dude came in and just wanted to watch her play with herself while he diddled himself. So that's what they're watching when they're talking. Um, Again, erotic uh, thriller the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he and the, the boss lady, you know, even uh, through that argument, they still go ahead and get down while watching the two of them. So, I mean, couldn't have been that great of an argument. I do um, like the line where she's like, you taught her how to come and now she can't stop or something along those lines. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. That's That's got to be a little ego booster. Uh, so <laughs> then the new dude, he talks to the wife and that is our next clip. Andrea, are you glad to see me here? No, certainly not. Why not? I came to see you. You listen to me now. This is a thing I'm organizing. I make the rules. You do only what I tell you to. Get it? Carlotta? Carlotta? What is it? I'm going out now. I won't be long. You look after things, will you? Oh. I don't understand why you get so upset with me. Because I want you to obey me. All right, but let's not talk about it anymore. 
Commissar. They leave and the boss lady follows them. And that is the end of that 20 minutes before we go into the final 30. Yeah. So we're in the full hour at this point. And it's about yeah. an hour and nine minutes into it when Laura Jemsner pops back up on screen. So we got nine more minutes to go before we really see Laura Jemsner like outside of these dinner parties, just kind of sitting at a table. Yeah. I do need to point out that uh, the way that some of these ladies' hair was done and everything, while anachronistic to the time that the cars are supposed to represent, was absolutely yeah. gorgeous. The outfits that these women are in, including the uh, vintage lingerie of that like like 30s era and stuff that they're taking off and putting on or dressing in or walking around in, all of this is extremely erotic and very kind of fantasy-driven and actually does really work. This film is actually quite erotic. It's not bad in any way, shape, or form, and you can actually no. enjoy most of this sex because everybody's being pretty much consensual about everything, minus the one surprise shot to the mouth that, you know, was a miscommunication. But can't blame that guy because he thought he was paying a hooker. He had no idea who she was. That's not, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's implied that when you're paying for a blowjob from a sex worker that you get to finish, right? Because you're the one that's paying for it, right? Yes, you should negotiate that up right off the front, you know, as well, but that's sort of an implied thing. So now that I think about it, that guy's not that much of a pig. He's just doing what he thought was allowed. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he even very politely speaks to her afterwards and then she gets embroiled in this uh, sex for money to help out the guy that she's in love with who's in trouble. She's a spoiled rich girl who's ever, never really wanted for anything in her entire life. So this new dangerous world that she's been exposed to has just reinvigorated her and her mind has been opened up to the possibility of all of these different sexual experiences that she could have. And it's really interesting to watch this woman go through this journey of self-liberation and how it actually actually makes her more of a strong, confident, vibrant person. She starts even dressing a little bit more, uh, proud of her body and shapely and showing her curves off. She starts wearing different types of makeup. She starts styling her hair a little bit more differently. And the dinner parties, again, the ladies all look spectacular with those style of dresses and the, the hair that's done up and everything like that. All this vintage stuff really does a lot to help a pretty much lack of plot that's going on here because it's all straightforward. Yeah. But there's so much extra spice thrown on this. And it's shocking to me that Joe D'Amato did any of this because it's gentle and beautiful and warm. And that is not that man that we have seen in so many of his other films. Yeah, that does not, that is not on brand for him. <laughs> no, but I mean, this may be the Joe D'Amato film that I probably could enjoy the most. This is definitely already at this point, one that I could probably watch again, not for the story, obviously, but for the fact that I can enjoy almost all the sex that's in this without feeling too bad. Yeah, right. I'm happy to have this be our final episode, even if it isn't really Laura Gemsner, at least it's somewhat of an erotic film you can enjoy that does feature Laura Gemsner less prominently. Agreed. Yeah, totally. That's a great headspace right. to be in to finish it up. Let's go ahead and do that final half hour. Let's let's run through it. Final 30. Uh, the new dude and Lady Boss, uh, we, we cut back to them. Uh, they're boning. Then Boss Lady thinks new dude is in love with the wife. Uh, and she pretty much tells him, I won't give you up. And it's like, all right. Uh, uh, the husband then comes into the shop and the Boss Lady shows him to his room. He watches his wife bone. Uh, we can cut to the husband, the wife, the new dude, Laura, and uh, uh, Laura's lady, uh, girlfriend or partner, listening to a boxing match. He gets a call and it's the boss lady telling him to meet her the next day. Uh, as they're all listening to the boxing match, the wife shows the new guy her coochie uh, and the husband watches this. Uh, then the husband goes to meet boss lady, but she sees who the husband is. She sees that he's the customer and she leaves. She didn't know that that's who the wife was 
married to. Uh, boss lady then meets up with the wife and they talk, and that is our next clip. It's uncommon to come across a couple as well matched as you two seem to be. Andrea is very young, but you know exactly what he wants. It's very hard not to obey him. It wasn't meant as a reference to you and Andrea. Well, what did you mean? Well, our private feelings can lead us into unexpected places like this. And we build up a need to satisfy a newly acquired couple of vices. Andrea doesn't mind one bit what he has to do for money. No money passes between me and Andrea. No, but it does between your husband and Andrea. Would you say clearly what you have to say? Don't tell me. You mean you never realized everything was arranged so your husband could see you with other men? What? You lying. Andrea and I have been in a fair, but my husband doesn't know anything about it. I'm sorry you've been misled. You see, your husband hired Andrea to get you here. The only affair he ever had was with money. He'd do anything for cash. Take a look. That's a two-way mirror. They knew. Both of them. How stupid of me. How blind. Don't be upset. It's not worth it. I thought you were aware of what was happening. I've lived with Andrea for ten years. I see. So that's what Diego was up to. He has more imagination than I gave him credit for. Knowing this, I like him better. I know. Thank you. The funny thing is that I love him more now. My enthusiasm for Andrea is in the way. I like him physically, that's all. We all have a fire inside of us. Orientals are more aware of it than you people in the West. Here, sniff some of these. You will find out what it's like to enjoy watching and being watched. Okay, I'm guessing that's the throwdown with her significant yeah. other, whatever, who, girlfriend, wife, uh, partner, whatever. And uh, well, the the wife. Uh, then we see the wife watches Laura and her girlfriend go at it, and they have some sex. Afterwards, they're yeah. Afterwards, they play some cards, and that is our next clip. We've done very well, Christina. They haven't a hope in hell. You always do well when the game gets complicated, don't you, Andrea? Gee. Oh, Jen. I hope you are luckier than I. I ought to be lucky at cards. By the way, my love life is going. Well, now and then, there must be an exception to the rule, I guess. Shall we play another hand? Oh, no, it's too hard Sorry, to dance. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, you must be Professor Carlton. In person. Um, I'll go and change. You'll join me for tennis, Andrea. Oh, yes. Come on. See you later. Yes, all right. Excuse me. Well, for some years I've suffered ear trouble, and I keep having dizzy spells and nausea. Well, I think you need a checkup. Why don't you come over to the clinic and we'll see what I can do for you. Oh, thank you. Where have you been, you naughty girl? Hello, Diego. Hello. I don't see you often. Well, I'm a very busy man, you know. What's wrong? Don't I attract you anymore? Your husband is here. He's me always. I don't see why his presence should somehow worry you. I can be generous to you now. 
you know about Diego? Surprise. What do you want now? Vengeance. Diego wants me to take you to the dress shop. I always do what I'm told. What have you got in store for me this time? Look, if you don't want to, I'm sure I can find an excuse for Diego. No, I'm really beginning to enjoy it. You wanted to see me? Yes. My dear boy, I pay you for my pleasure. And uh, I get no pleasure from your attentions to Christina. I only do it to keep her interested in going to the dress shop. I don't want her to guess the truth. Christina cannot guess at anything she hasn't been told. Leave it alone. Okay, at the end of the clip, we hear the gentleman think that she still doesn't know, but she does yeah. know, and now she's playing the game back against them. And this is where the film gets really interesting, is at this well, point. I really yeah, don't here's what Here's another interesting thing that happens in here. Uh, the wife takes the new dude into the bathroom to bone. Of course, the husband can't see this, so that's not part of what he's down with. Uh, so then, while the husband is watching his wife fuck some dude from the two-way mirror, he calls the new guy in. The new guy comes in and says, listen, you're done kind of hooking up with my wife. Uh, it doesn't bring me pleasure to see it, so this is just kind of what we need, and the new guy is kind of like, you know, fuck, I, that's not what I want, but unfortunately, it's the way it is. Um, the new dude and the uh, boss lady, then they talk, and that is our next clip. I know you'll be pleased to hear this month we've doubled our takings. Did you tell Christina about the mirror and her husband paying to watch? I really don't believe I... Don't lie to me. We're too alike, you and I. I know how you tick. If you must know, I did, yes. It, it was to stop you from making a fool of yourself, Andrea. For Christ's sake, stop acting like a mother. You forced me to act like a mother. You're an irresponsible child, Andrea. Don't get big ideas. You're merely a boy who's paid to satisfy the whims of the richest man in this town. If you wanted to rid yourself of me, you've succeeded very well. Bullshit. She did the right thing. She told a person the fact that this was happening to them. So Yeah, but she didn't do it for the right reasons. No, that's... She did not care about that woman's agency or anything like that. She was just fine with making money off of it. She only did it because she thinks the new guy is falling in love, and she's in love with that new guy, and she wants him for herself. A broken clock so is right twice a day. let's not give her a medal of reward. I'm not. I'm saying a but broken clock... Let's not clock. give her an award for being a manager. I'm not. What I'm saying is a broken clock is right twice okay. a day. And the thing that she did is the right thing to do, even if it was for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But don't don't get cross where she where she buy that story where she's like, I didn't know that you didn't know. She knew she didn't know. She was all in on it the whole time because she was making a lot of money. Yeah, I don't buy that. No, not at all. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. All right. All right. So Laura and her lady are getting down and are interrupted by the wife wanting some advice on her situation. Later at the stables, she hooks up with the new dude and they later talk and that is our final clip is this where you used to spy on the washerwoman no this is where i made love to a girl for the first time mm, you can be romantic when you want to be christina i don't like what we're doing but you got me into it i never had many scruples i like money and i never cared how i got it but now i feel i've scraped bottom don't tell me I'm responsible for this great reformation. I know it must sound pretty silly coming from me, but you're the only person who ever believed in me. You only did all this for love. I waited days and nights praying you called me. Christine, I love you. I love me. Ah! 
Christina, come away with me. Do you think it would be any use? Certainly. I have a lot more money than you think. We could go a long way away. Start on. No, Andrea, the moment is past. I thought love and us to get it too. But that was before I found out what was happening the other side of the mirror. I refuse to believe you love that man. But I'm tied to him. Now more than ever. But this perverse, subtle game we played. Maybe this is love. I don't want to kill him. Please, take me home. Depending for your thoughts, my sweet. Diego, I didn't hear you coming. At least you seem happy. It's me. Now, no, no jealous anymore. Would you like me to take you out for dinner? No, let's stay home. What did you do today? I couldn't find you. Um, I felt like walking, so I went window shopping. Hmm. Andrea? Andrea? Why? I couldn't find him either. You two seem to have disappeared at the same time. Maybe Andrea was busy at the dress shop. You want something to eat? No, thank you. Not hungry yet. Perhaps I should have spoken to you before inviting him to come with us on the trip. Andrea is a nice boy. He's very fond of you. Yes, I know. But I didn't want to force his presence on you. No, no. He knows how to please me. Maybe he will on the trip. Maybe. He's very young. And he gets carried away. Aha, uh -huh, so I did get the right impression. This kind of friendships is uh, very amusing, but it is much better to keep them at a safe distance. Trust me. Did you get my share ready? You're going away with her. She managed to make up your mind. I don't want to talk about it, but try to understand. It's not your fault, Francesca, but try to understand. I feel I must go. I guess I'll not see you again. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Whatever you decide. Goodbye, Francesca. Did you think about what I told you? Yes. Are you coming with me? Andrea, be reasonable. Where could we go, you and I? Far away from your husband. Far away from this place. <sighs> Wherever we go, it would be the same. I'm sure everything will change. Perhaps I learned a lot about myself from you, and I'm not the right woman. I'm leaving at 9.30 tonight. Till then, I'll be in room 12 at the Astoria Hotel. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was telling you, I met this boy at the travel agency. Very nice person. His name is uh, Italo. Italo Bustani. You will like him. And uh, being an expert sailor, I'm sure he will be the perfect companion for a holiday at sea. I, I want to meet him. Oh, I invited him for dinner tonight. To me, the sea is like a lovely woman. I can live without it. Mm. You remember that sweet sailor we met on that cruise? Oh, yes. Pity didn't like girls. <laughs> Our little here has navigated his way through almost every sea. Not quite, but I want to try them all. Once you get bored being on a trip with two people as inexperienced as we are. Nobody's going to get bored on this trip. Well, then let's uh, drink to this new friendship.
they're all cheersing. This new guy is going to go on a vacation with the couple. So obviously this whole thing is going to keep going, but the husband's going to watch just with so the, the guy who was originally hooking up with her, not going to be with her. It's going to be this other now, another guy. They all cheer. Roll credit. <laughs> I kind of like that they're going to just keep moving on, that they found this uh, thing that they both like, and they just find a third every time for uh, her to, to, yeah. to watch with. I think if the husband would have just approached her and told her what it is that he's into and uh, probably been a little honest with her about that and, you know, just basically saying that maybe sex isn't exactly how I want it to be with you, but this is what I do want— and maybe they entered the relationship this way, they could have been having a lot more fun all along. I think the reason that this was placed in the period that it was placed in is because this is all a bunch of taboo shit that people should not be talking about, but have been doing for a while anyway, you know? Yeah, <laughs> this is these are facts. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, the husband, who is very clearly a well-off doctor, who is actually capable of taking care of the wife in a lifestyle to which not only she's accustomed to, but maybe even better, just has some desires that are 100% taboo, and he can't really reveal. And the way that he reveals it is really underhanded and manipulative and, and wrong, but they work through it. They find a way to work through it. And sometimes this happens in relationships where you have those hurtful dynamics and cheating and all of that kind of stuff. And there's a fine line between Polly and just being a cheating bastard. And the line is love. And this guy doesn't want her to love. He just wants her to have sex with other people. And that's not necessarily Polly. That's just him wanting to watch her have sex with other men. He doesn't want her to get emotionally involved yeah. with them. He still loves loves her. And I really love the way the story develops that and goes through the paces of showing you how just casual sex can develop into things you don't mean and you can have emotions develop from them. Because let's face it, sex helps you release bonding chemicals at the end of it to keep you as a couple in case you make a child that you have to raise together. There are some things that are biologically ingrained in us that make that happen. There's that oxytocin that bonds you as a couple. You know, that's that's the thing that's supposed to happen post-sexual coitus. And that can backfire on you yeah. when you're trying to just have casual sex. It can. <laughs> it definitely can. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Things things can go sideways real fucking quick if you're not <laughs> you're not careful and not, you know, yeah. vigilant. Ever yeah. vigilant. Yeah. You definitely have to be. I really like the way that this plays out those dynamics and works on that. Granted it's from a context of like the 80s so there's a little bit of stuff here and there that's a little questionable but for a Joe D'Amato film this is on the up and up and this is probably the most wholesome he'll ever get as far as healthy sexuality goes. Yeah, yeah, right. No shit. This is the, <laughs> what was he must have matured for this movie to be made. Yeah, I actually would like to see a Laura Jemsner fronted film that's more similar to something along these lines where, you know, it's a couple that's exploring their sexuality and realizing that they're into some things that they weren't necessarily into and having some relationship dynamics discussed over that. And, you know, you could have really interesting dramas in this and they kind of try to make this a thriller, but there's really no danger. So it's still like a sexual fantasy drama with like just... Yeah, it's, it's not really a... Yeah, it's a thriller because yeah, no one's in danger of dying. It's a just a I don't know a, a sexual movie. <laughs> yeah, and there's. I mean, if there was more of a chance of some blackmail going on where uh, the spurned lover yeah. decides he wants to try and blackmail him and they have to deal with that, that's where you start getting those erotic thrillers from the 90s. But this definitely has that template of everything that you'd like that you could be comfortable with. Uh, but it's more of a drama in that aspect. And, you know, get off your high horse and watch it. It's actually not, you know, that that bad. And the print yeah. looks great. Uh, it's one it's of the best. One of the best films in this box set that we got, even though it has yeah, minimal. I agree. Minimal Laura Gemsner in it. So, yeah, <laughs> that happens. Yeah, let's uh, let's do the break. 
break here, we're going to play The Shades with Strollin' After Dark, which is the instrumental I was referring to earlier. And when we come back, we will have Matt's freezy, freezy tundra story time. Right up to us. After Dark doesn't make you think of some of the naughty stuff that's in this film, then that song is obviously just not going to work for you because I have all sorts of different things that are popping into my head, thinking perverted thoughts, listening to that fucking saxophone kick in there at the one minute mark. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I just uh, want to walk into a honky tonk. <laughs> yeah, it feels like you're going to like a honky tonk strip club or uh, yeah. maybe you're on your way to like a underground I, club I, somewhere that's, you know, like a sex club or something. Yeah, or you're driving down a desert road in a convertible or on your way to Vegas. In, yeah, you're on or, your way to yeah, sin. Maybe, this song yeah. is this song is the theme song for you on your way to sin, which speaking yeah. of you on yeah. your way to do things, how about you get on your way to tell us the story time? Story time. Story time. As Court said, we have had a weather pattern move through here. And on Friday, it was getting DB about the afternoon hours, about, probably about 4 p.m. And I decided it was about time I go out and shovel because I had not shoveled yet. And I decided if I was going to go out there and freeze my ass off anyway, I was going to have a goddamn cigar and a bourbon because I like having cigars with bourbon. And uh, unfortunately, I knew it was going to be really cold out so i'm like if i'm going to be doing work and outside anyway might as well have it well one all right so lit up my cigar get out there i start getting to work now i'm very lucky in that i also had a very nice neighbor who saw me working through everything uh with my son and my wife too came out uh and he had a snowblower so he came over and helped do my driveway so really the hardest parts were kind of done for me and i was doing cleanup you know doing my own steps that kind of shit uh and my entryway and the end of my driveway i I was digging out so that we didn't have a blockade of snow that would eventually freeze up into horrible ice. So uh, as I was doing it, I'm just having this cigar. I go to get a drink of my bourbon and my bourbon start to get ice in it, uh, even though it's in my garage. So then I plug in a space heater I have and I put my bourbon in front of there so that my bourbon stays uh, at a good temperature. Then I was talking to a neighbor and I had the cigar in my hand. And as I put it back in my mouth and it only was out of my mouth for, I don't know, a minute, I put it back. It was frozen solid ice. <laughs> Just wow. uh, frozen solid ice. So I finished it. <laughs> uh, I'm still smoking the cigar a little bit. I get it relit. You know, I'm able to get it going. I'm like, all right, that's good. Uh, I've just got to keep this in my mouth. And then after I uh, get done drinking the bourbon, I, I open up a beer and I just decided to try something. And I just put it in a snowbank. And it was in the snowbank, I swear, for two minutes. And I took it and I already had a beer slushy. That's how cold it was. <laughs> 
okay, I went out shoveling um, on Saturday when it like mm-hmm. the warmer part of Saturday when it was still negative degrees out, and my wife had to stay up to because she was she was hungover. We partied the night before on Friday night because we knew it was yep. the only night we could kind of relax and be comfortable. And then yeah. um, she was stayed up on Saturday during the day when she was hungover and not feeling so well to make sure that I was okay. Well, I was out there shoveling and snow blowing in that same. I had to snow blow my entire driveway twice because I had to dig out a snowbank and then chop it up because it froze solid as well. Yeah, from those negative temperatures. It was bad. This this, yeah. this year was really bad so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. It Like, I, because uh, my mustache looked like, uh, if any football fans are out there, Andy Reid's mustache from the Kansas City game. It was all iced over. Like, <laughs> just completely. My mustache was completely iced over. Yeah. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you will see photos of me after I got done shoveling. And I took, or took breaks, essentially, but um, one of the photos is like a ton of ice in my beard and the rest of it was frosted over. It's just that I stepped inside the house and it immediately melted before Bev could take a photo of it. I had ice all over me and I sent Matt the same photos and yeah, we were covered. Yeah. yeah. I, it took me an hour to feel my nose again and my <laughs> uh, my ears were fine because I, I had a good stocking cap, but it took me an hour for my nose to get feeling back in it. Mm. My nose went a little numb too and I didn't realize it and I got a little bit of frostbite around my face while I was out shoveling like on my cheekbones yeah. and stuff. I, I, I It's hard for me to tell whether I got frostbite or whether I got wind, wind bitten, because when I was out there, it was really windy. Yeah, same, same, uh, basically, it, either way. Same, yeah, 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 wind burn or uh, frostbite. It was one of the two, but yeah, I had it. Uh, my my face was pretty red, uh, shit like that. So not a fun time out here. Everyone be safe. If you're in a cold area right now, I know a lot of the, the nation is, so uh, be uh, be safe out there. Well, and as we're recording this- Don't do anything stupid. As we're recording this too, some of our brethren in the Southern states, like some of our fellow podcasters are posting that they're getting like six inches in like Tennessee and things like that. So my parents, my parents and my sister and brother-in-law all live kind of more Southern than us. And yeah, they got snow, sub-zero temperatures, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's strange, but weather patterns are 100% changing. Our climate has 100% changed. Granted, this is significantly worse because of El Nino. Um, That's something that will happen. It will push records even higher. Let's just hope that that's the case is what was happening in the summer with El Nino as well. But nobody really kind of talks about it because even climate scientists have no idea what's going on. Either way, I think we're fucked. (laughs) Oh, well, we're definitely fucked. (laughs) You better start preparing whatever freaking places you live for these kinds of extreme temperatures because I think it's only going to get worse as we get older, folks. I'm sorry to no. end everything on such a downer, but that's where we're living. Yeah, you think we're going to get older. This is great. <laughs> I certainly would like to get older, if not for us to be able to change I'm not out saying you wouldn't like to. I'm just saying you think you're going to. That's adorable. <laughs> well, we'll see how old we actually get, how many shows we can actually get done, and how much longer the planet's going to survive. But let's do the show housekeeping. Let's end the show on a brighter note for everybody. Yeah. When we come back after the show housekeeping, we will be closing out the show with the song Harlem Nocturne from the Viscots. And we've played this on the show before, but this song is fucking great and it bears repeating and it fits really well with the sort of sleazy overtones of the theme for the movie. And we'll be playing that right after this. If you've decided you can't get enough of the show and would like to check out more of it, we're available at legionpodcast.com. Just do a quick search for Cinema PsyOps or just enter this entire URL into your browser www.legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Also available along with all of the fellow Legionnaires on the Legion Discord chat. And now let's give you a rundown of the memes and how you're going to get them through 
through Cinema PsyOps. The easiest place to go is to subscribe to our Instagram feed, which is our main meme repository at cinema underscore PsyOps. Or you could also follow the Facebook page of Cinema PsyOps because they are immediately posted there after they get posted to the Instagram repository. And you can also check out the Facebook group of Cinema PsyOps and the memes are shared there. I am available on Facebook as Court PsyOps because the memes are also shared there as well. Thanks for listening to the show. I still can't believe that you're subscribed to us or here every week just like us. questioning why I picked that song with the kind of vibes that it has going on with that saxophone playing. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> ah, give me a bar. I'll light up a cigar and a goddamn another whiskey. Let's go. Yeah, that's either like a go-go dancer doing her thing or you're in a full-fledged like strip club where somebody's doing some kind of gyrating dance to that and it's definitely yeah. there to get you going if you know what I mean and I think you do and uh, that song has that feeling to me. I know it's supposed to be like uh, you're walking around a place that makes you feel somewhat unsafe but I don't know man that greasy feeling of that song sure makes me think about all sorts of weird sexual stuff. Why not? <laughs> well while you're out there questioning what the fuck is wrong with Court and why things that make him scared actually also turn him on kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch while you enjoy the band Paul Revere with the song Hungry. Recording in progress. Well, isn't it always? 
All right, let's. Uh, well, I have to get your. I have to get your uh, clip show, or not clip show, but the uh, clips soundboard up for you. Make sure that you can. I'm sure you'll still be able to hear it, but I just have to get it to load first. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. All right, let's uh, fucking rock and roll. Um, I don't have to take any hits, so I'll just go right into it. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, three, two, one. I want to save you some time. I'm going to skip this one and we'll just figure out where we are in the plot at the end here. It means a lot. Sorry. I'll be with you in a minute. Maybe start undressing. Oh, this is where he pimps her out for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever you're ready. So, yep. And that is our next clip. Oh, this one's also four minutes. I'm just going to skip this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I know what's going on. This is uh, immediately after she's done and the guy goes in to talk to her and he sues her over and then they're together and happy, right? Yeah, yeah. She, she goes out. She sees him in a hallway. She gets mad at first and then he's like, no, but you really enjoyed it. And she's like, yeah, I yeah. did. And so. Okay. Is that 11, 12, or 13? 11 or 12, I mean. Uh, this would be uh, this would be the 12th clip. No, this would be only the 10th clip. No, hold on. It's the Fuck. 11th. I just did it's the, the 11th clip. Yeah, it is the That's 11th. That's what I meant. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, it's 11. <laughs> Three, two, one. I'm going to definitely skip this seven-minute monstrosity. I haven't fully cut it down yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just jump to the end here. Instrumental. Instrumental. That was the word I was looking for. I want to use that for punches. Yeah. Instrumental. There we go. questioning what the fuck is wrong with court and why things that make him scared actually also turn him on kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch while you enjoy the band paul revere with the song hungry it doesn't really feel all that creepy and greasy until he says that i can almost touch you baby because that's really uncharacteristic for that song and i love the way that they do that <laughs> all right let's fucking call it a day so you can get to your other job jesus fucking christ yeah, jesus i know i'll try to warm up too that cold recording in this basement. stopped